Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you so much for once again joining us for this this moment in time, I have my good friend Steve Jarrett, who's the assistant director and been at the mission for 33, 34 years almost, and he knows his way around that mission. Yeah, I don't run into walls anymore. <laughs> but I um, wanted to talk to you guys, and again, uh, not to beleaguer it, but thank you so much for the cards and letters that you all sent and are still coming in uh, about the passing of my wife and the illness that I had. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was actually kind of funny that we got a email, and it went to my development director, and the gentleman offered his condolence on the passing of the director mm-hmm. and wanted to know who the interim director is. And as Steve and I were talking about, uh, Mark Twain said the rumors of my passing have been greatly exaggerated. So it was touch and go. It really was rough in the hospital. And uh, yeah, that wasn't funny. But I wanted to talk not so much about about me, and I wanted to, of course, talk about the mission. But I want to talk about you guys out there because we're going through a really tough time in our country. And I'm not talking about the mission. I'm talking about you as individuals. I understand that suicide rates are up and that alcoholism and drug abuse are up and spousal abuse and all those things because people are, are locked up. They're, uh, they're cloistered, if you would like to say it, and it's becoming very stressful for everybody. Then we have elections coming up and everybody's up in the air about those things. The virus... Uh, seems to raise its head back up every time we think we're getting uh, a little light at the end of the tunnel. I was listening to somebody, and I don't know who it was, but they pointed out the fact that if you want to punish a prisoner, you put him in solitary confinement because that's one of the worst things that can happen to you is is to be isolated from everybody else. Now we have a whole group of people that are isolated in their homes. Tensions rise between husbands and wives and children because they're locked together for so long. And so there's a ton of depression out there. Well, of course, as one of God's pastors, I'm not pastor to him. He's just made me pastor. And uh, I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I know that no matter what happens, that I can rely on God. It doesn't mean, however, that everything is always going to go right for me. And obviously, it hasn't gone right, in my opinion, uh, but God has a different view of things. So if you're out there right now and you're a believer, I think A few good things to remember is that you need to be in prayer and you need to be in a communicative prayer that is not just you talking to God and asking for things, but 
to pray and to ask God to show you his will and his direction, no matter how tough that might look. The apostles uh, had a rough road to hoe, but they spread the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. And so when you're isolated in your building or when you're feeling the depression of everything going on, remember that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he is with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In the first church, there was sickness. There was plague. There was Roman soldiers breaking in the doors. There was, you know, the Colosseum. And yet the faith of the early church maintained all the way through. If you're looking at that this election, whichever way you're looking at it as being this horrible thing that's going to define your life and, and going to destroy you, remember that you cannot be destroyed if you're in Christ Jesus. You can be beaten but not crushed, and you will continue to function like that as long as you, you place your faith in the one who deserves our faith. If you're an unbeliever, this might be a very good time for you to pick up that Bible that your mom gave you or your grandmother left or you found in a hotel drawer and pick it up and start reading it. And then what to ask for? Ask God would give you direction and guidance, that God would illuminate your soul to know that he is real because the first thing that you have to believe is that he's real. And then just continue to seek his guidance. And remember this as well, that when we ask for God's guidance and direction and answer on something big in our lives, he doesn't always answer in five minutes, ten minutes, a day, two days, a week, or maybe even a month. And so you, there are times we have to go through great trials and tribulations, but on the other side of those is always a Savior that loves you. So I don't know how I can encourage you excepting to tell you that through everything, I know Christ is with me. I know that it is not the end of things. I know that that Olga is with him and, and those things, and, and I just know that. Uh, do I ever tremble in the darkness? Of course. Do I ever feel sad and, and depressed about something? Yeah, I do. But those are things that we experience as human beings, but we can't live in those places. We can't live in the land of despair because God is with us. So as we come and we start to talk about the mission, I want you to know that our men on the program have been through this too. They had to be isolated on the campus, and they weren't going out to see their families either. And, and that can be depressing. And when you're trying to come off of drugs or alcohol or any of the other addictions, well, I tell you, that's a test, isn't it, Steve? Yes, it is. So um, how did our men fare through all this? Um, of varying degrees, degrees. Uh, yeah, and um, personalities. But for the most part, you know, uh, the core that we have and have since, let's say, March, mid-March, have uh, really um, bonded together, and they're truly looking at each other as family, um, helping each other and, and encouraging each other. And, um, um, and, you know, depending on Christ and, and really 
digging in the word more um, to to the to the point where they're they're growing. They're you know we have a, a badge type of a uh, um, um, varying degrees of 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 their uh, moving through the program, and we have like a lot of guys that blue badges pretty much the top badge until they graduate, and we have like. The men we have is just like eighty-five percent are blue badges. That means they stuck around. Mm-hmm. That means that they're not, you know, being discouraged by what's all going on, and then it's giving up, you know. And and a lot of that is because they they have had that community type of situation with with the with themselves, and especially when when it was going to the times where they couldn't go out, when it was the mandate that you know they don't go visiting, don't go out, and that's right, you know. And so they had to to do that. So they chose to do that instead of just shut down or I'm quitting and so I want to see my family or I want to get out and you know and and they didn't do that and I I, I really um just want to lift them up saying that they they really have gone through this um for the most part let's say there's been two or three that maybe just couldn't hang in there but the bulk have yeah and are better for it yeah and they it's really it's really an amazing thing to see because don't forget not only were they isolated, they were isolated with other program guys. And that's in and of itself is not always easy, right? No, it's not. <laughs> and they hung in there, as Stephen said, and they did their jobs and they even served. You know, uh, we still feed the homeless yeah. uh, every night and we feed them hot meals. We don't just give them sandwiches and stuff. We bought, and I told you guys this last week, but. We, we bought special containers so that we could give them hot meals out there. And very shortly, I am, I'm working on a way that we can start broadcasting again out on the patio with the gospel message. message. Now, they won't have to stay and listen to it, uh, but those that are being drawn by God will, will want to listen. That's right. And so we're going to do those things because the mission, we were deemed— not just a an essential, but a highly essential uh, entity, right? Yes. So yeah. there is uh, the guys have been working hard. The guys have been trying their best. The staff has been, you know, there was a time when I was sick. Uh, the development director was sick. Van driver was sick uh, with COVID, and <laughs> and. Everybody else had to pull in. Yep, food, the food supervisor, and, and yeah, we had a skeleton crew for a while. Now. Our financial officer was driving the van <laughs> so. because everybody was chipping in. Because here's what they all understood: we're a mission, yeah. right? Yeah, we had to continue to do the things that we do, regardless of the situation. Yeah, uh, because you take, for instance, Jim Elliott, who was. Wasn't his book the or the book about him tip of the spear or something like that? He went into South America to where there was he knew there was a hostile tribe, yeah, right. and they actually killed him. Now my understanding is that the chief of the tribe, who actually was instrumental in killing him, became a believer, and even Jim Elliot's wife said he did the right thing. He he. He should be where he was at. And so knowing the risks and everything, we're still a mission. And we're always going to have sicknesses around, whether it's H1N1, it's COVID, it's Mm -hmm. TB, 
You guys may not know it, but pneumonia. there was a pretty big outbreak of TB in Sacramento yeah. just a few years ago, right? That's right. <coughs> so much that you know they deemed uh, the, uh, the the county um, medical um, um, health department. Yeah, health yeah. department. Thank you. That that uh, you know that we needed to. Um, Unless they had this TB test and it was it was red and it was negative that they couldn't stay. We it was before that that you used to be able to okay you get two three days and go ahead and get yourself checked and well you know a couple well, of days a couple right? of days and do yeah. that within a couple of days so that they they said no this, that's not how we approach it anymore and even though they slacking on that we still maintain that standard when we open up yeah. again we'll still maintain that standard because it's the it right seemed thing to, to make do. sense yes so. A man coming on the program has to have a TB test, and he also has to have a, a coronavirus uh, yes, test. Yes, because we have to try the best we can to protect our staff and and the other men on the program. Yes, exactly. Um, but it doesn't mean we ha- can shut down. We can't shut down Not doing totally. what we're doing. We can control some things, of course. It's you know just the how things are. It's just impossible to to have men right. bunch together hmm. emergency shelter and, and try to maintain a six you know foot distance it's not going to work for us with you know with bunk beds and yeah. uh, limited areas but we can get men on the program and yeah and, and you know because our program is not so you know um, uh, enormous that there'd be so many men in there and we can do that but we have to do the bare minimum at least make sure that they get those tests sure and then and then they can come on and we and we make sure we check every morning but as best we can do is about temperatures and asking how people how they feel and 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 you know to observe so that everybody you know can be feel the safest they can feel as we you know go through this time of uh of um our um existence here um in america and other places but especially us that you know while we're we're going through this coronavirus and um situation that we do the utmost we can to make sure that everybody um is as safe as they can be and and that they don't dwell on that and just dwell on the things they need to do to to, to go through the program get encouraged through god's word and have the faith to keep on doing the things they need to do and not dwell on these out these things that they really can't control save for what we're doing yeah because the bible says you know no man can add what one minute to his life, yes. right? Or an inch to his stature, you know. You know yes, right. I was. It was just um, my wife before we got sick said, as far as me being at the mission, was that God is holy and sovereign, and He has an appointed time for us. But He gave us this, not gave us the mission, but He gave us the assignment to be at the mission. And uh, so, yeah, I, I was <laughs> I was pretty sick, and several other people were. We even bought a machine to fog to kill the coronavirus, and we continue to use that, which the county was pretty impressed with. Yeah, and we've done everything that we possibly can that we know of. I mean, we don't obviously know everything, but. It still comes down to having trust and faith that God is going to lead us and do what we need to do. And 
I guess one of the incredible things, the difference between so many people who are in absolute despair is that I know where Olga went. She went to be with the Lord. And I know that if I had gone, I wouldn't be just dying. I would be going home. Because it's never on your righteousness. If you think you're not righteous enough to go to heaven, well, (laughs) you're right. You're not. But God imputes to us his righteousness. And it's by his grace that we are saved. It is by his grace that we are kept, and it is by his grace that we will be glorified someday, not by our works. So, and I think a lot of the guys grasp that, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Um, like I said, they, they have been together, helping, you know, helping each other in, in, in God's word. That, that's the important thing. Oh. But, you know, and they've been in God's word and then, then you know, portraying that in their lives, you know, to others as well as, you know, to knowing that in themselves, but they portray that to others that they are ministering to when they do the, you know, the jobs that they do. Yeah. I'm going to have uh, one of our program guys on the show next week. Uh, We call him Nacho. (laughs) Antanasio. Antanasio, which is a great name, but it's hard for a lot of people to say at first. Yeah, actually, he come up with Nacho. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't give yeah, him that. Yeah, he name. he came saying call me Nacho. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I usually call him Antanasio. So why? Actually. Uh I if I just feel I it's like a little more anyway. re- Yeah, I do too. It's a little more respectful yeah. it sounds like, you know. And he's a guy that and I'll let him tell the stories, but you know, he was a pretty tough guy out there on the street for years and years and you know Nobody can see completely in a person's heart, but I can tell you that from everything I observe, he's the real he's the deal. Real deal. Yes. You know, and he has got the heart of a servant for stuff. I mean, you know. So I, I'm looking forward to having him on the show. Yeah, he even thought that it was this week. He was. He so, did. He thought it was so fired today. up about it. Yeah. And and I I wish I'd been a little clearer to him, <laughs> you know, because I wasn't quite prepared for him, but. Uh, but we'll get him on here, and you guys are going to enjoy listening to to Antanasio. Yeah. So uh, he's got to be nearing graduation. No, he graduated. No, he's he's, he's, he's nearing near, graduation. Yes. He's got a couple more. I think. Um, I think December. Could be Is wrong, it but yeah. Hmm. Okay, we've got a few graduations coming out. Yeah, we do. In the next two months. And we're trying to work that up, too, because we always have a a formal graduation at the end of, you know, a no, calendar no, year. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's a little harder this year because we have to make maintain social distancing and, and yeah. maximum capacity. And we usually invite, they can invite their families normally, and there's usually a lot. And uh, not to mention, you know, the, some of the staff come, so it's kind of going to be maybe a, a no show for this for this year, no go. But but we're going to try if we can something. find a facility that we can have enough people at. Uh, well, we'll just see how it goes. Yes. I mean. It would be great if we could. I wanted to remind you guys, too, that it seems like we're never going to get through this time of COVID virus. But over 100 years ago, in 1918, the Spanish flu hit the world. And it hit it all at once, and it 
costs hundreds of thousands of lives. Percentage-wise, it really was a, a true plague to the United States. At the same time as, as that plague was going on was World War I. And the president of the United States had to, to make the decision to put ships and troops to go to Europe, knowing that he was putting people on there that had the Spanish flu and hadn't shown symptoms yet. And so when we look at, when we look at our situation, we can see, too, that, that 100 years ago, those folks were pretty much in the thick of things, right? Yes, they were. It must have seemed like with the World War I going on, the plague going on, it must have seemed like the end of the world to them as well. So whatever happens, the most important thing is that we know who God is and who Christ is and what that propitiation for our sins, that sacrifice on the cross, that grace of God that was delivered to us, that that is what is going to make the difference, right, Stephen? Yes, it is. That's that's all we can really truly count on. We can't count on ourselves. We can't count on our goodness or or, or good outweigh the bad. It's, <laughs> no. it's about God's Holy Spirit in us that makes us holy in his eyes. Yeah, well, I'm glad we don't have to have the good outweigh the bad because if so, I would be hopeless. We're in trouble. <laughs> you know, I really would be. And even now my fickle heart wants to, you know, you feel <laughs> overwhelmed by things. You feel, and by the way, I totally understand how you feel when you're isolated because after Olga died and I was at home and I'd been in the hospital for 10 days and I was at home and I was recovering from the thing. I was pretty sick. Uh, I was by myself. Nobody could come over. Yeah. Uh, they could come to the door. Drop off food and then. Yep. That was, and uh, I was it. cut off from the church. I was cut off from the mission. Everybody was texting me, though, and calling. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to say woe is me. But day after day, being by myself at home with all the pressures that were going on, you know, because at that time, Olga had not passed yet when I first came home. And I was worried about her, praying for her every day. And I was overwhelmed. But I can imagine. never did I feel that God had abandoned me. I never blamed God. She never blamed God. So, and I'm glad I'm back. So am I. <laughs> I Very uh, much so. I have a lot less weight and a lot less hair. I I don't know if you know, but one of the side effects of COVID can be hair loss. Hair loss. And then stress and everything else can do it. So it's not going well with my hair. <laughs> but that's okay. Stephen, well, anything you'd back. like to say about our guys or anything else? We have about 30 seconds. You know, just keep praying for them um, and yes. pray for other men to come on the program. We had a lot of con candidates to come, but they didn't qualify for this or that, especially for just getting that test. And, you know, making, making that attempt to, to do everything you need to do to get your life where God wants it to be. Yeah. So pray and for them, know, they follow through. But don't forget, you can't get yourself ready for God. What you have to do is you need to come to God and lay before the throne mm -hmm. of grace, covered in your sins, 
and ask for forgiveness Amen. and repent. Right. So always, as always, from both Steve and I, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.